Good morning, sir. You look young. That's because I shaved my face. You look young and energetic. But I don't know about the energetic. <laughs> How's it been? Oh, Busy. God. Well, I feel there are several stories to tell you. Oh, my God. None I of got... them involve politics. Okay. It's been two weeks since we had a proper chat, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I sent you a, I sent you a funny little WhatsApp. I don't know. Is it of the, is it of the homosexual variety I've seen? <laughs> Why don't you send me any straight pornography? Always <laughs> sending me this gay pornography. Look, men kissing, Dave. I said, uh, Desmond, uh, send me straight stuff. I've been doing that a lot at work, actually. When they say when they say stuff like "oh man, that's gay," I, I throw it back, but I reverse it. I go, "Oh, that's so straight," oh. and their faces look strange. I say, "Exactly, it's weird, isn't it?" It's it weird. Is weird. Weird. Why are we saying that? All of them, their mouths are gasped. Anyway, so then about no. half past eleven last night, the phone yeah. rings. It's Sonia. David, come and rescue me. Rescue us. I said, why? Why you need rescuing? And then literally, twice she said that. I said, okay. I can't help. I don't know what that means. Basically, the train station was so crowded that they couldn't get down to the platform to go from one station from North Greenwich to Canning Town. So will I rescue her and her friends? Off David trundled in his car, picked them up. There's, of course... You know when you are the sober one? Yes. <laughs> I was the sober one. Then not only did they I pick them up and take them under the tunnel and so on, which would have been like a three-minute journey on the train. When we got there, oh, can you take us for McDonald's? Yeah, no worries. Oh, God, how to get all of their orders. Anyway, there was four of them. I had a full car. Then can you come and meet us for breakfast? I said, ring me when you wake up. I woke up 10.30, Des, no one has phoned. I thought, Des is not even messaging, where are you? Because you should be in the Zoom at 10.30. Okay, I'm just I'm just going to wait until someone contacts me. I've called Des, he don't answer. Okay, I wait. And then you called. I said, okay, I have something to do now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is as I've arrived. I've come as I am. <laughs> He's, he's, he still thinks I'm his dad. Daddy Des. I could be so wrong in another context. Right, shall we try and organise ourselves into some form of podcast? Right. I've been really quite bad. I haven't even... Right, the only one thing that's missing today is the last song. I was going to give some thought to that. But I can't think of a last song. I just like that song. I've got it. Oh no. We're heading towards high drama, Desmond. It's such a great little build up. That's from here they come. 
And the thing is, this is the first 15 seconds. It's still got another three minutes to go. How much more can come in? Here they come again. <laughs> oh, I want to send you something. I want to delete something. I've sent you something in error. In error? In error, yeah. Can I defraud you now for all your diamonds and rubies? You can. Excellent. Now I see 82. You've sent me next week. No, hang on. Or no, we've 82 done 81. is this week. We've done 81. 81 and done. 81 and done. So you can get rid of 81. Well, it, it will just stay there. Just Right. Where are we? We should start, I think, because otherwise okay. it won't happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. You got your headlines ready? Yeah. Already. Let me just search One, for a turn. Two, That's not the right three, button. Get, I've got into this, the, what do they call it? The swing of things. The swing of things. Swing, the swing. The swing of things. Right, are you ready, bad man? I am indeed, sir. Show 82. Let's go. Let's go. You can not hear anything because it's not screen sharing. Hang on. <laughs> screen share. Advanced. Sharing. High fidelity, you know. Mr. High fidelity. Oh, hi, Fidelity. Yes, she, my sister's mother. Okay. Mm -mm. <laughs> I better put my glasses on then, in that case. That's it. Glasses. Where are the bins? Where are the bins? To this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, former President Donald Trump and his lawyers have been ordered to pay nearly $1 million related to lawsuits that claimed Hillary Clinton tried to rig the 2060 election, which she lost. The political circus has finally come to town. Congress Republicans launch Hunter Biden investigations. Senate Democrat launch Kushner investigations. Jim Jordan launches his first investigation as Judiciary Chair into Biden's classified docs scandal. Due diligence, once again, 
expunged from Republican election candidate vetting. And finally, Fox News chief Rupert Murdoch deposed in $1.6 billion Dominion Voting Systems defamation lawsuit against Fox. And in other news, Rishi Sunak has finally shown some leadership and decided to fire Nadim Zadawi over issues of his taxes and the penalty that he paid to the UK tax office. The BBC chairman Richard Sharp and ex-Prime Minister Boris Johnson are under fresh scrutiny following a report that the then Prime Minister was told to stop asking Mr Sharp for financial advice. All this and more on this week's Des and Dave. We grew up in the suburbs, got guitars for Christmas and started a punk rock band. Then we traveled the nation, became a sensation in our 82 Dodge Van. Now we're getting older and much more sober and we've got some big help. Well, we haven't done a podcast drunk yet, Desmond. Yeah, we're get, we're we getting are now. older and sober. Okay, I don't know about that. We I've are never been sober in my life. Oh dear. Right, we haven't been on for two weeks. We're packed, we're jammed, we need to move, Desmond. What's story one? Go. Well, former President Donald Trump and his lawyers have been ordered to pay nearly one million dollars related to lawsuits, and they're multiple lawsuits, over thirty-one. And we've chosen you highlight. <laughs> no, what what I what I love, right, is is we just have, we have to skirt over that, you know, because we need to give more detail. But ordered to pay one million pounds, not just him, him and his lawyers. Him and his lawyers. Cases. Okay, now zoom uh, in, Desmond. Zoom in. Give we've them got a, a, a we've got a delightful little snippet of part of that that um, clown show, um, and it's the we're going to play you a short audio. The full story. But I tell you something, of all the racists, I think, in the Republican Party, you know who the worst one is? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Donald Trump sued me last year for $5 million. Do you know that? Yes. And here's how this came about. Donald Trump, (laughs) Donald Trump, Donald Trump thinks we have a feud because he won't do my show. As if I could give a fuck if that moron did my show. We have a feud because he became a presidential candidate. Now you're on my turf. And not just a presidential candidate, a one-issue candidate. All about how Obama was illegitimate as a president. Remember he was sending his investigators to Hawaii? (laughs) Who were finding amazing things. Yeah, like the price of the Mai Tais in the hotel bar and when an idiot our boss is to send us here on an expense account. Amazing things. (laughs) Yeah, we're still waiting for those results. Anyway, so after Obama releases his long-form birth certificate, Trump goes to, well, now I want to see his college records. You know, because a black guy getting into college something fishy about that all right 
So he offers the President of the United States, real class, $5 million to release his college record. So I offer Donald Trump, yes, on the air, $5 million. If he could prove that he was not the love child of his mother and an orange-haired orangutan. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> not, not for no reason, because we showed with pictures that there are only two things in nature that have that exact same color hair. <laughs> Donald Trump and an orange-haired orangutan. And this dummy releases his birth certificate and sues me and goes to the press and turns what was a one-night, one-joke gag into a three-month national debate over whether his mother fucked an ape. <laughs> he is not a bright man, so... <laughs> I am not going to say another word about Donald Trump. All right, I'm going to say one more thing about Donald Trump. No, no, one more thing, but it's not even really about him. I'm just, I'm just using him to ask a moral question. Are you ready for a moral question? You sound like a great crowd. Are you ready for a moral question? Great, here it is. It's 1956. You're in the locker room at Penn State. You see a 10-year-old Donald Trump walking into the showers with Jerry Sandusky. Do you save Jerry? A moral question, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, look, I, I tell you something. I understand why Donald Trump votes Republican. I understand why anyone in the top 1% of wage earners votes Republican. They represent you perfectly. Anybody else who votes Republican are just one of corporate America's useful idiots. That's true. Okay. Sorry, one more thing. <laughs> now that Rachel Dolezal claims there is no biological proof that she is the daughter of her white parents, Donald Trump must insist that she produce her birth certificate. <laughs> and, and Don, speaking of producing your birth certificate, I know things got kind of crazy when you filed that lawsuit against me, but we never really did clear up that issue of who your biological parents are. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's been finally settled, however. Trump withdrew the lawsuit. <laughs> but this is amidst the background, um, which is, gets rather delicious. The, the district judge said that Trump exhibited uh, what he described as a continuing pattern of the misuse of the courts and had filed the lawsuit, which is say included 31 people and one of them was Hillary Clinton, in order to dishonestly advance a political narrative. He went on to say that the case was completely frivolous, both factually and legally, and called Trump a mastermind of the abuse of the US judicial system. Now, Trump sued Hillary Clinton, 
the 2016 Democratic presidential nominee, claiming that she and other Democrats sought to rig that election by falsely accusing his campaign of links to Russia. Clinton lost to Trump. He wanted $70 million in damages. But the judge said that the legal claim was inadequate from the start and no reasonable lawyer would have filed it. The order also included Trump's lawyer, Alina Haber, and her law firm. So it wasn't just a judgment against Trump, but also his lawyers. And the pair are jointly and severally liable for the total amount imposed by the judge to cover all 31 defendants' legal fees and costs. And Bill Mayer is one of them. Middlebrooks wrote that Trump is a prolific and sophisticated litigant who is repeatedly using the court to seek revenge on political adversaries. He is the mastermind of strategic abuse of the judicial process, and he cannot be seen as a litigant blindly following the advice of a lawyer. He knew full well the impact of his action. Mm -hmm. And then finally... As a consequence of this judgment by, the, by the, the lawyers, Trump withdrew his legal suit against Bill Mayer after all these years. There have been loads of other things. The Trump Organization has already been fined $1.6 million for brazen tax fraud. Um, and, uh, and that's the maximum the judge could impose on his company which was found guilty of 17 criminal charges. The Trump executive, Weis, Weisenberg, I believe it is. Yeah, Alan he was sentenced. Yeah. He was sentenced to five months for tax fraud. Um, and the U.S. House Committee releases, has released Trump's tax returns after the long fight. And... Um, Donald Trump said that the release, the public release of his tax return is going to lead to horrible things for so many people. That's, of course, excluding him. Yeah, but it turns out they were never investigating him. The IRS was never looking at it. Like, it it's just bad. But yet they were looking at Biden. Oh, yes. Desmond. <laughs> what a God. comedy. Comedy of errors, Dave. But the, the problem is you're supposed to have faith in the institutions around you in various places, but there's not if anyone has faith in these institutions, it's it's misplaced, guys. It's misplaced, you know. Well, yeah. Trump frequently but what else to do in the meantime? Like we can't join them, so okay, try and make it work while you're there. And that's a very important point, Dave. It's it's the question of restoring Americans America's America's standing in the world. And um, this is the interpretation by the Lincoln Project, um, who are, one has to remember, a group of unhappy, or rather Republicans, who've been unhappy about the Trump administration. And it's called Decisions. Just two years ago, America was at a crossroads. A mismanaged pandemic had killed almost half a million Americans. An economy wrecked by incompetence, out-of-control spending, and corruption. 
an unstable and malicious president ordered an attack on our elections that led to an attack on our democracy. It was time to decide what kind of president America needed. A man who would fight for working people or one who spent a lifetime ripping them off. A strong leader in a dangerous world or one who bowed down to dictators. America made that choice. And resoundingly, that choice was Joe Biden. Confidence over chaos, kindness over cruelty, hope over division. America made the right call. In just two years, we're stronger than ever, proud again, respected in the world, reclaiming patriotism from extremists, fighting for the rights of every American. That's the Joe Biden record. And that's an America worth fighting for. I love it. That's from neocons that got that were Bush's people in the White House. That's who made that advert. Yes. I absolutely. love it. Only in America, Desmond. <laughs> Only in America. I totally agree with you. That's like Liz Truss making an advert for Corbyn. Yes, indeed. It is a bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That yeah. they hate Trump. My enemy's enemy is my friend. Is definitely the embodiment. Well, uh, the political yeah. circus has finally come to town in America. The Congress um, Republicans have launched a Hunter Biden investigation. The Senate, and that's the House of um, Representatives is now controlled by Kevin McCarthy and... Controlled is a strong word, Desmond. <laughs> ushered. Ush, ushered. Um, um, well, we, token, we, we, token, token control. By McCarthy and his MAGA um, uh, not, not his, not his. That's oh, sorry, the problem. Donald's. But Donald's. they seem to be just threatening Matt Gates with outing him that he's gay or he likes to sniff more cocaine or something. Like, have you not seen the clips where they yes. keep walking up to the, you know, and he's, the, you can see him nodding? It's, they must just be threatening him with complete smear. Like, we will end you. We will just yeah. end you. Like, you need, you know, it. it's not harmonious. They are not singing from the same hymn book. And there are all these um, gossiping around the corridors of power about whether Marjorie Taylor Greene is Kevin McCarthy's new mistress and what is happening to the Bobert's amendments and calling for throwing America into a new state of financial embarrassment, global It's a lot going on here. But the focus at the moment from the Republicans is to... It's 13 hours. Our friend, he's back. He's absolutely back. To expose the um, Hunter, Hunter Biden. And the Senate, which is controlled by the controls. Democrats, it's democratically controlled, they've launched a Jared Kushner investigation. So how wonderful these two 
branches. <laughs> yeah, but there's real information on Jared Kushner because even more stuff came out recently and forget all the dodgy deals abroad and in bed with all the Arab states and you scratch my back, I'll, you know, put five billion quid in your back pocket seems to have yep. gone on. But then there's yeah. the thing about him and Ivanka breaking up and are they getting divorced? It's all a bit of a soap opera, really. It is very much a soap opera. However, Chuck Todd, who's the NBC news... Oh, it's his name. It's not a thing to do with him. I thought we were chucking him. <laughs> like Chuck Todd. Chuck but no, Todd. his actual name, Chuck. His name is How Chuck. How does any parent see them come out the womb and go, yeah, I name you child Chuck? <laughs> anyway, they did it. Yeah, so what about this Chuck Todd? Well, he's, he? he humiliates the Senate Republican Ron Johnson. And I thought, let's listen to the, the audio. He does it better than I could describe. Senator, do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it, it is not a crime to make money off your last name. So, Chuck, you ought to read the Marco Polo report. Uh, where they detail all kinds of potential crimes. You know, Senator Grass and oh, I certainly oh, oh, let me stop you there. The, potential. Uh, about, this about, is about, 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 about potential about, 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 about thirty thousand. About thirty thousand dollars. I mean, it, Chuck, 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 is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grass and I laid out about thirty thousand dollars. Uh, paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of, of individuals over uh, December 2018, 2019, about $30,000. That's about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. Again, that's that's just some information. I don't know exactly Here's what I don't get. All right, Senator. It doesn't doesn't really look I, on the. It, it sounds sleazy as you know. I'll what. take your I'll, t I'll, t I'll take it your word that you're ethically bothered by Hunter Biden. I'm curious, though. You seem are, to have a pattern. Are you not? I, I seem to have a not? pattern. I, I'm a journalist. I have are, to deal are you, in facts. Are you not, are you not, I deal in facts. You... So, Senator, my question to you is, uh, I'm always worried. I, I have skepticism of both parties. I sit here with skepticism of a lot of people's work. And I'm curious, so are you, were you at all concerned? Uh, this, your Senate Democrats want to investigate Jared Kushner's uh, loan from the Qatari government when he was working in the government negotiating uh, many things in the Middle East. Are you not as concerned about are you not concerned about that? And I say that because it seems to me if you're concerned about what Hunter Biden did, you should be equally outraged about what Jared Kushner did. I, I'm, I'm concerned about getting the truth. I don't target individuals, target individuals. You, just, I target you don't? The you're targeting Hunter Biden my, my, my multiple concern, times my on this show, my, Senator. You're targeting an Chuck, individual. Chuck, my, my concern, my, you know, Chuck. You know, part of the problem, and this is pretty obvious to anybody watching this, is you don't invite me on to interview me. You invite me on to argue with me. You know, I'm just trying to lay out the facts that certainly Senator Grass and I uncovered. They were suppressed. They were censored. They interfered in the 2020 election. Conservatives understand that. Unfortunately, liberals in the media don't. And that's part of the things yeah. that uh, part, of, part of the reasons our politics are inflamed is we do not have an unbiased uh, media. We don't. It's unfortunate. I'm all for free press. Well, it needs Senator, to be more unbiased. Senator, There's look, misinformation is, look, on both partisan, sides, but the Senator, censorship and Senator, suppression look, we're trying to do issues here in from fact, the left. Partisan cable, look, you can go back on your partisan cable cocoon and talk about media bias all you want. I understand it's part of your identity. Let me move to what happened in Brazil. I love it. I want to hear the rest of the clip, Desmond. What does he go on to say? 
well, I thought we could follow that up in a short while. All right. Uh, but that's the Republican. Um, but this is what they're going to come up against. And that's why they're stupid. They think, oh, Hunter Biden is the one. Let's do this. No, there's nothing there, guys. He had a laptop with what on it? A naked picture of himself that was published in the internet anyway. The man had mental health issues. And Herschel Walker? Like, they, there's no easy way out for them. What did Hunter Biden do wrong, Desmond? Come on, let's scrutinize. What did he do but wrong? They've, they've already been down this, this rabbit hole. I know, and found nothing. They found absolutely But the Senate nothing. will come up with something. The Senate will discover Jared Kushner. Do you think right. Biden's going to withhold those documents? What do yeah. you want, Senate? View everything. <laughs> let's provide a short Democrat explanation of the need to investigate Jared Kushner. And it's this is the Democrat Senate. Oh, and of course, Hunter Biden, they're promising massive investigations on Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop. And so the Democrats who control the Senate, who have a majority in the Senate, which means they have subpoena power, for example, in the Financial Oversight Committee are saying, you know what, the Financial Services Committee, you know, they're saying, you know what, we're going to, why don't we hold some hearings on some real corruption? How about the fact that Jared Kushner, when uh, his private business was about to go completely belly up in 2017 because they entered into the worst real estate deal in history because the Kushners are complete failures in everything they do until they get bailed out by things. But they were facing a $1.4 billion debt payment based on the property that they purchased, uh, dubiously named 665th Avenue in New York City. Um, and then what Kushner did was as they were about to foreclose and they were about to go bankrupt, Kushner tr took a trip to Qatar, and while he was there, he talked about the fact that there was a Saudi Arabian blockade of Qatar, and what do you know, the blockade suddenly ended, and what else happened? Seems to be a quid pro quo, because immediately a company called Brookfield Asset Management, of which Qatar is the number two uh, largest shareholder and basically runs it, well, they all of a sudden paid 1.28 million dollars for a ground floor lease and then it helped uh, Kushner completely get out of debt and then what do you know Saudi Arabia all of a sudden uh, stopped its blockade of Qatar boom voila and that was when Jared Kushner was not some just kind of random person he was a government official who on his own could not secure a security clearance because the FBI and our intelligence community had determined he was compromised, um, and he took that trip to benefit himself, which is completely illegal. We're not talking about what are the, the Hunter Biden, they're focused on his dick pics or something. No, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. And by the way, that was just in 2017, and what happened shortly thereafter as well. So MBS, uh, leader of Saudi Arabia, so he stops the blockade, but then what do you give to MBS as you kind of create this Ponzi scheme of corruption internationally? Well, one of the things that MBS was bragging about, the leader of Saudi Arabia, he said, I have Jared Kushner 
in my pocket. He also bragged that Jared Kushner gave him classified information from the United States of an enemy list of people of the Saudi Arabian government who MBS then swiftly executed in Saudi Arabia using United States intelligence and our classified records here in the United States. And again, then brag that I have Jared Kushner in my pocket. And of course, one of the things that we know as well is that after Trump lost in 2020, Jared Kushner received $2 billion by the Saudi Arabian uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund to manage, even though Jared Kushner has no experience at all as a uh, sovereign wealth manager, fund advisor, or someone who's ever run a fund like that. He's not a hedge fund advisor. But Wow. <laughs> I did not know it went that far because that's linking all the events together. That's looking back in hindsight, isn't it? And weaving it all back. Oh my. Do you remember? Well, they're going to find something. Can the Senate um, send, send it to the department for justice or only the house can? Now this is an important issue, Dave. I'm glad you, 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 um, your memory will be triggered shortly. Do you, there was a period during the early Trump administration, where the FBI flatly refused Kushner a high security pass. Yes, and Trump had to override them in the end, but it kept going around in circles. They wouldn't do it. Absolutely, because the FBI was saying that Kushner was massively compromised to the Saudis. Then Trump intervened to block the FBI refusal. Now, no security pass was granted to Krishna, as I recall. But for Trump and Krishna, it was business as usual. They just kept going. And I don't, I cannot recall the precise details of this, but I know that at the time the Krishna's father was imprisoned. And I cannot recall whether or not Trump gave the father a pardon, which led to an early release. But he was definitely, the the father was imprisoned for, um, I'm sure, from financial fraud. Um, And that happened earlier on. But certainly the denial of a high security pass to Krishna by the FBI created a massive consternation in the White House. And I believe that that um, and and I'm fairly certain that Trump just overrid that. Doesn't matter. And um, this was the moment. So as you rightly say, a lot of this information will probably be made public if the Senate do pursue their investigations. But I wonder if the information there was stand back and stand by. <laughs> Trump's, Trump's famous line. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but wow. are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Mm. And- oh, no, that's not the right one. It's not- no, it's just the right one. Oh, no, it does. It's just, it further, it's just further. To the violence in a number of these cities. Say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. All right, is it this bit? Sure, Are you prepared willing to, to do specific- that? I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm- it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them 
What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacist and white, like me to white supremacists and white proud boys. White supremacists and white proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not. <laughs> God. Stand back and stand by. Oh my gosh. And of course, we had even more fun when Gerald Krishna was asked about Trump's birtherism, whether birtherism was racist. But we might come to that later because I think we have lots more fun fun bits for you. Jim Jordan launched his first investigation as judiciary chair into the Biden classified docs scandal. And you may have quite a lot to say at the end of this. His first in investigation as chair of the House Judiciary Committee will examine President Biden's alleged mishandling of classified documents and the Justice Department's investigation. Now, a lot has happened since that, you know, that announcement. Jordan said, we're conducting oversight of the Justice Department's action with respect to former Vice President Biden's mishandling of classified documents, including the apparently unauthorized possession of classified material. And he goes on and on and on and on. On January the 12th, um, he's, Jordan said that the, um, that, uh, that, that Robert Hur was uh, appointed as a special counsel to investigate these matters. Um, and the, the uh, circumstance of the, that appointment raised fundamental oversight questions that the committee um, routinely examines and um, and we expect your complete cooperation with our inquiry. This is what Jordan is saying. And he questioned the alleged concealment, that's how he, he described it, of information by the DOJ as the White House admitted that the first batch of documents at the Penn-Biden Center were discovered days before the 2022 midterm elections but were not disclosed publicly until January. Anyway, it goes on and on. And Jordan is demanding all documents and communications regarding the appointment and her, of her and between the GOJ and the FBI related to the classified materials. The department and the FBI have failed to sufficiently comply with this request. This is what Jordan is saying and our request remains outstanding. Garland's response to Jordan has been simply no. I'm confident that Mr. Hur will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner, and in accordance with the highest traditions of the department, no, we're not handing you this information because these are ongoing investigations. If you want to examine policy issues around decisions that we made, we're happy to engage in this debate with you, but you you cannot have access to um, uh, information ongoing about investigations. Ongoing, ongoing investigations, because what you want to do, tip, 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 yeah. up, tip, tip off your friends about what the DOJ know or don't know about some of the people. Them. <laughs> about them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Dave. And since and so, how has Jim Jordan and his team reacted to this? Uh, they don't know what events. to do next. They don't know what to do next because they've further now been placed in a highly compromising position because none other 
then Vice President, ex-Vice President Pence, has suddenly announced that he too has top secret. <laughs> he found top secret information amongst his papers, which he's had to return to the... Um... And something tells me that Obama's had a visit, Bush has had a visit, like, you know, they've come and knocked on the door, Jimmy Carter's had a visit, like, hello, just checking, right? Because, as you've seen, news and stuff. Got any bit of paper lying around just so we can fucking finish this story? <laughs> Jimmy will go, um, well, I did keep this, this and this, which is fine. No one cares about an odd memento, you know what I mean? You, you, whatever, you've got your old nuclear codes. Great, they don't work anymore. You know, it doesn't matter. One, two, three, four, just, you know, your little nuclear biscuit, whatever it is, you're protected by the Secret Service. But what Trump did is not the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. When Biden's people discovered that he had documents. Before the election, they decided cleverly not to say anything and inform the Justice Department, as they should. Yeah. (laughs) And the National Archive Centre, they handed those documents to them immediately. Pence has done precisely the same, although this is later, and handed it back. Trump, however, has taken 20 months to hand this information back with explanations such as, those documents are mine. Those documents have been planted by the FBI. I have um, mentally declassified all those documents. Etc. Etc. It goes on. The, the multi, a whole multitude of explanations. Uh, he even got his lawyers to to claim that there were no documents, more documents on his estate. The, everything that he he got had been handed back. Then they subsequently found documents that was buried in a body next to his ex-wife's grave, which is on the Marlago estate. They found documents in all sorts of places on the Trump estate. They've even found documents in other properties of Trump. What 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 Trump was attempting to do was to conceal the fact that he had those documents. One minute those documents were legitimately his, and the next minute they were planted, and the third minute they got... Oh, it goes on. You can't keep up with the explanations. However, they're not the same thing, and... This now is being pursued. What Trump's action is being pursued because they had to raid his property and his actions are being pursued as a a criminal criminal act, um, which makes, you know, his behavior completely different to those of Pence and those of Biden. So people are talking in those terms now. Due diligence. We come to your favorite topic. Due diligence, once again, expunged from Republican election candidate vetting. They no longer do due diligence. On the December 4th in 2022, eight shots were fired into the home of Democratic County Commissioner Adrienne Barbosa's Albuquerque home. Now, on December the 11th, more than 12 bullets hit County Commissioner Debbie O'Malley's North Valley's home. 
And then in early December, state rep Javier Martinez Ho was shot up, although the damage was not found until after the investigation to other shootings were announced. Now, on January the 3rd this year, shots rang out at state Republican Linda Lopez's home and three bullets went through her daughter's bedroom as the 10-year-old slept. In total, there appeared to be six Democrat officials from New Mexico who were targeted. What had been utterly, has been utterly shocking about these shootings is that the man the Albuquerque police have arrested and charged is a Republican candidate for a state house seat in last year's election. State records show that the juries convicted Solomon Pina of 19 felonies, including burglary and larceny, contributing to the, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor and receiving stolen property. As a result of these felonies, he spent almost seven years in prison, but the Republican Party picked him to be their nominee for this legislature seat. He made it to the election, but lost the seat to the incumbent Democratic nominee. But the police allege that he hired people to shoot at these Democrat officials, as well as doing some of the shooting himself. Now, the Albuquerque mayor spoke after the arrest was announced, and let's just hear a little of what he said. This situation today, I think, obviously points out that these shootings were orchestrated. They were dangerous attacks, not only to these individuals, which is personally the most terrifying for them, but fundamentally also to democracy. That is why this is so terrible. This type of radicalism is a threat to our nation, and it has made its way to our doorstep right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I know here we are going to push back, and we will not allow this to cross the threshold. Fundamentally, at the end of the day, this was about a right-wing radical, an election denier who was arrested today, and someone who did the worst imaginable thing you can do when you have a political disagreement, which has turned that to violence. We have George Santos, and his story is getting more and more deliciously interesting. We'll have some more coverage on our next show. Deliciously interesting. Um, we've also discovered that um, George Santos, not that there's anything illegal about it, is uh, a drag act. His boyfriend has made public statements about his dishonesty and claims that he, Santos, is a fantasist. Uh, fundamentally a fantasist. He tells has been telling lots of lies. And the lies that Santos told are not in themselves criminal acts and won't probably be prosecuted for them. That You know, he tells a story of his mother dying in the September the 11th uh, bombing and you know it's, it's it, yeah people can put up with all of this stuff 
But what, where he's been finally caught in this, in this ring, is that it appears that no one can explain um, seven hundred thousand dollars that was pumped into his election, um, his, his, into his election campaign, and also there is some rather complicated stories about forged signatures and his lawyers and his lawyers and staff leaving him at the rate of knots and all sorts of things and and he's been on a daily basis hounded by the press for more and more information about himself and I think the latest stories of people are suggesting that he returns to Brazil he's Brazil's problems and not an American problem and he should go there and the police are now involved in investigating him so that's crazy this chap, Pina, Solomon Pina, 19 felonies. They have established that he himself personally attempted to shoot Democrats, but he, some of whom he had lost to. And he'd hired people to sh shoot and kill them. And this is a Republican nominee for a judiciary seat. Like Santos, he's also was who was a nominee, and, but he won his seat. So there is a, an awful lot of ugliness that is rearing its potential criminal head above the parapet for republic for the Republican. Um, Congress and Kevin McCarthy appears to have a lot of work ahead of him in re-establishing some legitimacy and you know encouraging people to vote for the Republican Party in the future. So their future don't look good. Oh, there's these people. Have they managed to actually do anything successfully in the House yet beyond? <laughs> voting for McCarthy in the end? Have they managed to do anything? Um, they're struggling. <laughs> they're Can you see that they struggling. are going to be able to do anything soon? Well, they're turning on each other. Yeah. Um, as you correctly observed earlier on, they're turning on Matt Gaetz. Um, he... Well, let's not forget, he's under FBI investigation for child trafficking. Absolutely. Child sex trafficking, sorry. Absolutely. And now and the payments are visible online because Americans have this system of open payments. Is it Venmo or whatever? It doesn't really make That's sense. Correct. But you can yes. see other people's transactions. Yeah. Why is that a thing anyway? But yeah, that it's, it's all in the public domain. They're also talking. There's also gossip at the moment about him separating from his wife. Maybe divorces. But there's also that he's dating one of his staffers, one of his male staffers. Absolutely. It just gets... You, I mean, you couldn't write this stuff. This you is, could, but you you wouldn't believe it as a believable film. But now maybe we would, Desmond. Now we'd say This is yes, a Hollywood blockbuster. It. You know that, don't you? But this but what's, is the biggest... what's the fucking crescendo, Desmond? Right, we're coming to it now. Fox News chief Rupert Murdoch was deposed in a 1.6 billion 
Dominion Voting Systems defamation suit. Okay. Um, Dominion. That's kind of a bit hard to pay that off, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like with News of the World, I think it's cost over 100 million for him to pay out all the things, and that's still ongoing, but I think it's like over 100 million paid out so far. But yeah. 1.6 billion, okay. 1.6 billion. And we've got, let's, I, I tell you what, let's get some comments from Jeremy Peters. He's from the New York Times. Jeremy, where does this lawsuit stand? Just from that Sean Hannity quote that he's saying boldly, I did not believe those lies. I mean, how does Dominion's case stand as you see it? It's one of the strongest defamation lawsuits that First Amendment scholars will tell you has ever been compiled against a major media organization. It's, it's an extraordinary case uh, because you don't, as you laid out perfectly well, Fox is an extraordinarily powerful entity. It's, it's a cultural force as well as a political force as well as a media force. And it's, it's an identity to the people who watch it. And so to have them uh, potentially on the hook for lying to their audience, which has been fairly well documented but not yet tried mm -hmm. in, in a court of law, is it, 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 this is so far along, Alex, that we have never seen a case get this far against a major media company in a very, very long time. The, so, yeah, and this is, I mean, the fact that Rupert Mur Murdoch exactly. himself is sitting for a deposition is meaningful, it would seem. It seems like there is a case to be made that he was calling the shots here, that he knew these lies were going to be broadcast and indeed he wanted them to be. Well, it's so meaningful that typically you would see companies like Fox settling these cases before the chairman is ever deposed. The fact that he sat for two days of depositions tells you how far along this case is and what kind of evidence Dominion has amassed against Fox. To, to give you an idea of, of, of how serious it is, Sean Hannity has been back for two depositions. The first one wasn't enough. Dominion uncovered more evidence of his possible knowing uh, that, that they were spreading falsehoods on the air. Jeanine Pirro also has been back for a second deposition. Uh, Suzanne Scott, the CEO of Fox News, was also called back for a second deposition, but ultimately that didn't happen. So over the course of this case, Dominion has uncovered more and more text messages and emails showing that people at Fox knew what they were putting on the air probably wasn't true, but did so anyway. And that's the kind of evidence that a jury will look at and ultimately decide if they should pay $1.6 billion. And they will conclude that because that's the interesting point. Because you have a responsibility as a news organization to check what you're saying is true. And if it can be proven, because especially in deposition, they don't just ask, tell us the circumstances surrounding this. They say, what did you say to whom? At 11.01, this is what we, you know, it's very, very precise. And you're going to end up finding a net where I don't recall. Oh, really? So the decision was made here. And the problem that you've also got is Dominion will not settle because their name was defamed. Like the way the law is written, they have proven all the counts. It wasn't just once. It wasn't mistakenly. It was repeatedly and maliciously done. This is their loss. So if they were to accept a settlement, the settlement has to include, surely, Fox News admitting that they put out malicious lies. And probably Dominion is going to ask the same amount of money. 
So they have to see what happens in a courtroom. But I don't think Fox is going to try everything. And, you know, oh, but they submitted it on a Tuesday before uh, sunrise. It's uh, not correct paperwork. That's the kind of shit they've got to rely on, you know, bureaucratic reasons out. But like the guy said, this case has gone far. When Have they even set a hearing date for it yet? Or we're still in depositions? Still in depositions, I believe. I'm not 100% certain, but I believe they're still in depositions. Well, the yeah. cases are one and one are lost on depositions anyway, you know. And uh, I believe that Hannity has had to eat humble pie. But the thing that really got me about this case is that what I thought must be worrying for the Trump contingent is that if Fox News collapses under this $1.6 billion lawsuit. But does it not include OANN as well? The what other is... crazy networks. Does it? Does the lawsuit not include them as well? Right. I'm, I'm, I've got an interesting story for you on that one. And I will... And, um, um, you are uh, searching your copious files in triplicate. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, which I'll come back to. But I just want to finish this this thought here. If that the Trump, what what I thought was really worrying for the Trump contingent, that if Fox News collapses under this one point six billion dollar lawsuit, it firmly establishes that Trump's stolen election rhetoric were lies. And yeah. continue to be lies. Well, not necessarily, because they won't believe what the court of law says. Absolutely. They might Unless you're a conspiracy. Fox, 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 Fox is now bankrupt. But but they, I mean, as a as a news organization, you have to do your due diligence. You can't be saying things, you know, without the evidence. Um, so that that must be an interesting one. But you asked me earlier about, and it, it's lurking in the back of my mind somewhere. You asked me earlier about um, uh, about what had been achieved by the the new Republican Congress team, and apparently an amendment was pushed through one of the House committees by Lauren Boebert, and it's it's about. Newsmax and it's rather complicated story actually and what she's pushing is that um that the uh, that I, I'll have to come back to it because I haven't I haven't found all my notes on this so I'll have to come back to it I'll probably pick it up next week but it's a very interesting little story it's a nice little teaser for you so I won't go into much more detail now because time but to um, be continued it to be continued but i've i've made a note of it and um i will definitely follow it up next week but yes you're right this is a big story again it's probably unprecedented oh it's like it was queued at the right moment absolutely it's a big story no this is the prelude to what you're going to hear at the end of the show not yet not yes. yet not yet guys yes you so I'll, I'll 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 come back to that's you that's because i tap that's because i tapped my earphone i didn't mean to do it but it fitted at the right moment this <laughs> no it's perfect perfect background sir. and but you must share with us a little bit about what's happening in the uk 
Oh dear. Well, Rishi Sunak has found his cojones and you know decided that after his ethics advisor found seven counts of Rishi Sunak not complying with the ministerial code. Basically, at every point, he never told them he was being investigated by HMRC. He was appointed as education minister, as uh, um, chancellor, as party chairman. He never told no one nothing. <laughs> when he agreed to pay, he should have told them as well. And the thing is, on the questionnaire that they asked him, it says tax affairs. Duh, duh, duh. And he just didn't put it down. So, you know. I suppose, Rishi, did he really find his cojones or it was a foregone conclusion? But you've got the Deputy Prime Minister, Dominic Raab, under investigation, where apparently 24 civil servants have now given evidence about his bullying and just general demeanour and behaviour towards them. You had civil servants crying. This is grown people that went to Oxford crying about having to go into a meeting with him. I mean, how does he behave? You know, is on the Kim Jong-un scale, like, where does he fit? It's the teacher of Kim Jong-un, it seems. Uh, who else is under investigation? Come on, there's help. There's <laughs> other people. There's other people being looked at. Nadine's gone. Oh, Gavin Williamson. Remember, he was a bully. Yes. And he strongly deny it, and in the end, gone. The That's same Dominic Rab. He strongly yes. deny it. Nadine Zadawi, nothing to see here. Uh, uh, Rishi Sunak. Oh, he also since we've been off, uh, he had to uh, take a fine for not wearing a seatbelt in a video that he put online. So now we have the second prime minister to be fined twice by and the police. Has the former, the former. Um, oh, um, and the the BBC guy. Home now. secretary. Um, I can't remember her name. Pretty Patel. What's she done? Pretty Patel. Wasn't she accused of bullying? Yes, and they had to pay out. The civil servant took her Absolutely. to the tribunal and so on. And then you've got Suella Braverman, who wants to undo the Windrush recommendations or not put them into action, as was recommended after all of that. They they are fishes. Beyond fish, just like, oh dear. I said to somebody in the week, a feather will fall. And it's when we least expect it. You know, like it will be something. It's like the poll tax riots was the thing that finished Thatcher. Huh? Like this was the thing that done her. That horses running through Trafalgar Square. I'm sure that was the image that's in people's minds. Bam. This is what killed her dead. And then her own people told her, get out. You know, I just feel like something similar. Because will Rishi um, last the year? I'm wondering, I'm, I'm just trying to think now, when is the next... Um, is it the low, it could go to January 25 at the absolute maximum okay but more likely December 24 or before but again if it's a rainy day there's you know there's strange things in politics sometimes strange things Keir Starmer gets discovered that he's an alien maybe he'll get more votes <laughs> who knows like he's just looking he's just looking stronger and stronger the boring man. The time for the boring man. Oh, gosh, heaven helps us. I thought we'd gone through that with John Major. I, didn't I think quite like Major when you're looking back now. He was surrounded by pricks. I mean, maybe Rishi Sunak's not a prick. I feel like a little bit prickish, though, especially for some of the views he holds. But he's, he lived from money. He don't know poverty, does he? He don't know what it is to scratch around, put your pennies together and get yourself a meal. Like, he always just I, rang the bell and the butler delivered it. 
I think this new fight between the British government and the Scottish Parliament, or the really effectively the SNP, the Scottish Parliament over this um, gender issue. Is... I think they should have a fight on Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> I think it's. I think this could be a lot uglier than most people. And it's almost yeah, but then it got twisted this week because there was the I can't even remember how convoluted it is the the prisoner that was in a women's prison but was a man that killed right. someone and Ch now changed their sex in prison they killed someone and, and now raped. changed their sex and raped, and raped two and, women and now but changed their when, sex when they were a man yes that's right and now but how did the man get in the women's prison in the first place? I don't know whether it was done in prison or done outside prison. Oh, okay. It, it was. It was. Oh, just maybe it's not then. So maybe it's outside. Then transitioned, went to a women's prison, and they change it. Raped first as a man, transitioned, and now the the big debate as to whether they're going to a men's or women's prison. It'll but but they have been sent to a men's prison at the moment. Absolutely. Well, you can see there's going to have dire consequences there. It's going to be awful. It's going to be rather ugly. But there's, look at the state of our public services on the outside. You think it's any better inside the prison? No. Like it is even more of a disaster. Nobody is looking. Nobody yeah. cares. If the, if the, I remember reading not so many years ago, the inspectorate for um, youth, in, youth institu uh, young offenders institutions, all 40 of them were deemed a safeguarding risk, not fit for purpose. All 40. What the fuck are you going to do? Shut them down. Where are they going? Like, nothing works, There's Nothing works. Look how many strike. Even the driving instructor, they say no. Bus driver, no. Train driver, no. Nurse, no. Who's left? The passport office, the the border guard, the, uh, and the teachers now. But it's the story, this most recent story, too, of the £800,000 that was have to be paid by a hospital in Nottingham, I believe, to parents who'd lost a baby. Um, and it just you, you just wonder when the first, you know, lawsuit is going to be hurled at a, an NHS body because as a consequence of this, it's, it's this is this is anarchy territory. I mean, the British government has to be prepared to be pretty strong, and I think that some of the political in, um, political um, um, bodies are going to have to accept some responsibility for trying to get things back on course. Otherwise, Britain is going through a going to go through a terrible time. Terrible we already time. are. Yes, we already are. We're Bring on Keir Starmer. It's going to be like Labour again. You remember, things can only get better, Desmond. The sunshiny day of Blair. I just don't think he has that. That was that was really close. We're almost at the last, <laughs> the, the very the last dog end thing. of the podcast. Is there? Yeah, that was weird. That was just so strange, and it just went boom. But yeah. Anyway, I think the future holds. The future looks grim. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way for me to describe the forthcoming months and years, it looked rather grim.
I think I should be out there with my placard. You know, what would it say? Supporting all the OAPs. Um, and it, what, what, what about, and, and, and saying something about the triple lock, the fact that, you know, we should get our 10%, um, pay increase as a consequence. <laughs> but you are, from what I understand, you are. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what is happening. Nobody's, nobody's very clear about what is going to. Going to pass through the well, lead. they've also announced dates for Boris Johnson to appear in the box and tell us all about what happened really at Partygate and all the evidence surrounding it. They've got WhatsApps, all the rest of it is in like a locked room in the I don't know, in, in the cabin the commons committee, whatever structure place. And they have to literally go in the room to read the stuff. It's, it's great, it's, and it's Harriet, it's Harriet Harmon, Des. So roll on oh March, it'll be interesting. Do you know what? This is not the period. It's, this is not the period for massive concealment because everything is it's so the cover up that gets you in the end. Yeah, it's it's just and but they've got so many options. You know, you've got the, the whole social media network and then everything else on top of all of that. Ooh. So well, well on the. On that exhausting note <laughs> of things to come and things that have been, yeah. I think we should finish on some high drama classical music, Desmond. But I have no idea how to pronounce it. Oh, um, I, I might it's Mozart, I can say. It's 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 Mozart. Yes, it is, and it's obviously German. German. That much we do know, don't we? Mozart. We know it's German, and it's called. Die hoc disfiguro. Yeah, what he said. Catch you next <laughs> week, Des. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>